0: Hi, I'm Brian.
1: And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies,
0: a podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it.
1: Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here with Michaela. Michaela, how are you doing? How was your week?
1: I'm good, Brian. Uh, my week was great. Awesome. Uh, it got cold here, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm been doing all the cold things finally finished the Christmas decorating and had some warm cider
0: with some oh very nice tea.
1: yeah yeah yeah, how it de- about
0: it, you? yeah it definitely cooled off here this week so we've been uh, just kind of staying indoors uh didn't get up to too much you know just kind of hung out you know week after Thanksgiving so we were just you know resting up starting to catch up on some Christmas stuff some gifts and some wrapping and stuff uh we did watch uh, through the whole uh, six episode series of The Undoing on HBO
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, was really good. Um, I d- highly recommend it if you're into kind of, you know, whodunit, you know, uh, true crime dramas. Uh, story was pretty good, but the acting was was really good. So it stars Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant, um, Donald Sutherland's in it. Uh, so just a really great cast. Um, acting was great. So I definitely recommend checking that out um, awesome. if that's something you're interested in.
1: And so where, where can people find that?
0: Uh, so that is on HBO.
1: Oh, cool. Okay.
0: Um, and so it's just six episodes. And I think the last episode was just this past Sunday or the Sunday prior. So we kind of just started watching it uh, the day before. So we binged through all, all six of the episodes just in, in like so a day and, and a half. So, yeah, binge-worthy. Right. Yeah, really good. So, Fantastic. Yeah, so, so I definitely check that out. So uh, cool. what, do you, what do you think we should be drinking? Yeah, weather's cooling off.
1: What should, what should uh, we drink? Well, it is really cold. How about a coffee?
0: Okay, yeah, I'm into coffee.
1: Yeah, but not just any coffee. How about the world's best cup of
0: coffee? Oh, uh, The world's best cup of coffee sounds great. Well, oh, do you think we could put some syrup in it like Buddy the Elf did down in the mailroom?
1: <laughs> you know it.
0: Oh, nice. Well, let's. Uh, why don't we take a quick break? Um, we'll go and we'll make up some of the world's best coffee with syrup and we'll be right back. Sounds good. Okay, and we're back and we're going to be making uh, the world's best cup of coffee with syrup. Um, so our inspiration for this is going to come from the Buena Vista Cafe in San Francisco, who makes probably the most well-known um, Irish coffee in the world. Uh, they started making it back in 1952. Um, we're going to do our best to recreate uh, this recipe. Now, Irish coffee is something I really like, you know, love coffee, love Irish whiskey. So uh, it's a perfect one for me. Um, Michaela, you've actually been to the Buena
1: Vista Cafe, is that right? I sure have multiple times. It is a staple if you're going to visit San Francisco, um... You should definitely stop in and see it. It's not a very big place. It's got a mm-hmm. very long bar, um, probably about 10 tables. And it's a cafe, right. so you can actually eat food there, which is pretty amazing stuff. But the best thing there by far is, uh, is the Irish coffee.
0: Yeah, and, and you, they- you can tell it looks um, on their website like that's, you know, kind of a big deal. You'll see all the pictures just have all the cups lined up just ready to go for people coming and order them.
1: Yeah, they probably do like 300
0: in, uh, an hour or something. They do they do oh, quite wow. a few. Well, so for, for our recipe, we're just uh, going to go really simple. So this is uh, kind of a classic way to make an Irish coffee. Uh, you're going to start with two sugar cubes. Um, if you don't have sugar cubes, you can just use regular sugar. Um, it's a teaspoon um, is per sugar cube, so two teaspoons of sugar. Um, and then you're going to use uh, hot coffee, just uh, something dark. Uh, Michaela, you have a special blend of coffee you like to use when you're doing Irish coffees.
1: I do. I do. My dad um, makes a, an amazing uh, blend of coffee. He doesn't roast his own beans, but he gathers mm-hmm. them and he um, blends them up and mixes them. And uh, one of his favorites is um, 50% French roast. Okay. Um, which is very dark. If, if nobody knows about coffee, that's a dark, <laughs> yeah, a dark, strong dark. coffee. Um, yep. And then most of the rest of it is going to be kind of a, um, it's also going to be dark, like a Sumatra or a Guatemala Antigua. Okay. Um, the, the thing you want to, if, you know, if you're know, if you kind of new to this, the thing you want to look for is a high acidity, right, for the next bit of it. But the key to my dad's coffee is always he puts a little bit of um, Café du Monde uh, okay. coffee from uh, the French Quarter, which in Café du Monde oh, is, right. a, yeah. is that is the place in the French Quarter where you go and have cafe au lait. And this cafe du Mont coffee has some chicory in it. So it's not super chicory ish uh-huh. only put a little bit, okay. um, but it adds a really nice uh, evenness to the flavor and it's a great cup of coffee by itself. Uh, but it gets even better when you add the whiskey.
0: That's right. So uh, to the, uh, to the sugar and the coffee, you're going to add uh, one and a half ounces of Irish whiskey. Um, Tullamore Dew is the traditional one. That's what they use at Buena Vista. Uh, cafe. That's the one we used when we made ours, um, but you can use any Irish whiskeys. So Jameson, Powers, you know, if, if you have a favorite one, feel free to use that. I wouldn't go, you know, something too expensive, but yeah, Telemorty is the traditional one. Um, and then you're going to top that with just some uns- unsweetened whipped heavy cream. So just uh, really lightly uh, whipped. So you can do that um, with a, like a whisk or a little electric whisk, which is what we used. Um You can do it in a shaker tin, you know, just kind of any way you just want to whip that up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It, and then uh, you just kind of you know you put all that together, you spoon a little bit of the uh, the whipped cream on top, and uh, then you're done you know, perfect uh, Irish coffee just the way they do it um, at the Buena Vista cafe so yeah and
1: it tastes exactly the same. It is really uh it's really it really took me back
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's excellent. it's perfect for this time of year. well, really, it's perfect for any time of year. I could always go for an Irish coffee, but yeah, definitely once the uh, the weather starts to turn it's it's a good drink to to have on hand and it's super easy to put together. So yeah, um, yeah. so you could, like um, Michaela said, she uses her special blend if you don't uh, want to do that, if you have a local roaster or, you know, this time of year, a lot of people will put out, you know, kind of holiday roasts and stuff like that, which would be, you know, darker roast um, with maybe a little bit of, you know, some brighter spice notes to it. That would be really good uh, for something like that um, for this drink, so.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: We've got, our, uh, got the world's best cup of coffee uh, with syrup, so why don't we take a quick break and
1: then we'll come back and we're going to talk about uh, Buddy the Elf. Let's do it. Spoiler warning for anyone who's not seen Elf. Press pause, go make your coffee with syrup, go watch yourself some Elf, and come back and we can chat about it.
0: So Elf released in 2003. Um, it stars Will Ferrell, um, of course everyone knows. Um, it also stars Zoe Deschanel, uh, James Kahn, and it was directed by John Favreau. Um, he's, uh, you know, pretty uh, popular in the Hollywood scene. He's uh, did Elf, obviously. He did directed the first two Iron Man films. Um, uh, the recent uh, sort of adaptation of The Lion King uh, yeah. was one of his.
1: He's done the Mandalorian series. Um, Mandalorian series, yep. He's, he's really big lately. Um, there's a lot of producing that he's done. Yeah, uh, I, th- as
0: well. I think. Um, you know here as we get a few years out of it I think you know we're really gonna look back at him and what he did he basically started the Marvel Cinematic Universe so right. you know with, with the first uh, two Iron Man films you know had those two not done as well as they did I don't think that we would have <laughs> that movie making would be completely different now than than it was you know yeah um, back then when it when it yeah. started with those films so um and so he yeah, has so-
1: a go oh, go ahead
0: Oh, I was just going to say, so, yeah, so this was directed by him. And um, uh, one of the things he likes to do is to uh, uh, get himself into the films, um, you know, acting in one of the roles. So um, we'll talk about that later when we get to get to him. So,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. He, he's yeah, almost in every single one. He's found a, a place where he's either had a cameo or mm-hmm. just a minor character. Um, what I love about him is he, he obviously is a, um, a, a giant nerd, right? Like he loves right, sci-fi yeah. and things like that, and fantasy. Um, but he is really funny, um, yeah. and so in some of the stuff that he's written uh, and and done, like Elf, um, really brings to light all of that all of that humor. And it's a, it's intelligent humor. Um, mm-hmm. To me, this is one of the one of the more intelligent uh, yet funny uh, films that Will Ferrell has done. He does a lot of sure, yeah. a different type of uh, of comedy. And this one, I really think um, one of the reasons it's done so well is because it, it dabbles in a bunch of different types of humor throughout the whole film. So,
0: yeah, it really kind of, yeah, it touches on a lot of, a lot of bases, you know, it kind of ticks a lot of uh, holiday boxes as far as uh, Christmas films go. Uh, so Absolutely. let's, so let's get into this one. So um, Elf opens uh, with Papa Elf, uh, who's played by Bob Newhart, um, kind of sitting and he's you know, recapping, you know, the the life of elves and elves really Uh, can take three jobs is what he tells us so um Michaela do you remember what the three uh three elf jobs
1: are I I do so the first one I didn't even really know was a job uh until I visited Germany Uh, but apparently there are these elves that work in the cobbler shop when the shoemaker is asleep
0: and they do all the
1: work making shoes
0: yeah they come out at night right do all the work
1: Yeah, um, and then the second are the the elves that bake cookies and crackers in trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the people
0: are elves. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and which you can, uh, you know, the trees dry out. It's probably it's a it's a vocational hazard. Um, there's a lot of fires. That's right. Um,
0: yeah, we we see the uh, see the tree go up in up in flames. They're having the having the oven inside too. of the fire. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then the third one is the one where everybody every elf strives uh, to do, which is uh, be a Christmas elf
2: and that's right. work
1: in the North Pole in Santa's toy shop, uh, making making you know amazing uh, <laughs> making amazing toys for kids all over the world every that, day, all that's, day.
0: That's right. right. I believe I believe Pop Elf describes uh, being a Christmas elf as the major league. So if you're an elf, that's the one you definitely definitely want to want to do. So so we see just kind of a, a little backstory on on elves and you know kind of, of their lots in life. Um, and we're going to go through kind of the opening title just just uh, like an illustrated children's book which is going to play into, into the film and, and how that goes. Um, a lot of these Christmas movies start like with an animated kind of opening I think yeah. just, to, just to kind of lighten the mood and set the tone for the yeah. for Eon And it's well there.
1: illustrated it is well mm-hmm. illustrated I mean the, 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 all the things that kind of if you look at it, all the things that kind of start to happen and uh, you know Elf's journey Mm-hmm. Uh, Buddy the Elf's journey through through the whole movie is kind of depicted in that, which is really nice,
0: right? And uh, as and it, it, really, as it
1: does the opening credits,
0: and it really kind of looks um, like how the North Pole looks when he's outside of uh, Santa's workshop, kind of that same illustrated style. So
1: yeah, yeah, the set direction I think um, and the costuming for this film were really um, special. I I know John Favreau got special permission to um, really take some. Um, Inspiration from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which was a oh, you know, right, was lamation, right. And so, mm-hmm. if you look at the sets, you look at the costumes. Um, they're not the same colors necessarily, but they're they're almost the exact same cut. Um, mm-hmm. and that's really cool. Um, gives it a really a very nostalgic look and feel, even though it's it's you know it's a fairly new film.
0: Right. Yeah. So even even though this movie came out in 2003, yeah, it definitely has some of those same kind of notes that we got like back in the, you know, Rudolph and Santa Claus is coming to town, you know, kind of that, some of that same feel, especially um, when the movie starts and they're at the North Pole. Uh, but how are we gonna get to the North Pole? So uh, we're gonna see Santa Claus, he's coming in uh, into the orphanage and there's a little mischievous baby there who's gonna find his way out of the crib and into Santa's sack.
1: Right, right, yeah. He uh, figures out a way to climb out of, uh, of his crib and uh, makes it into the sack completely uh, unbeknownst to Santa. Yeah, Sa- supposed to see you when you're sleeping and know when you're awake.
0: That's right. Santa was distracted with the milk and cookies. Um, so, right. So, so the baby makes his way in, into the sack, you know, unbeknownst to Santa Claus, and hitches a ride uh, back to the North Pole. So.
1: And so they get back, and they're all – I love the elves, right? Because the elves, they've been working all year. It's Christmas right? Eve the the big show has happened and they're like we gotta do it all again tomorrow and they're so happy yeah they're
0: um, they do uh they do a toast of some eggnog or something and then they're ready to get back to work there you know
1: maybe no, it was no rest was for them <laughs> yeah, that, that's right? right yeah absolutely but uh and i love the elves because they um there's a couple of uh, if you look at uh, who they are there's mm-hmm. a couple of cameo appearances right i think lily taylor plays an elf uh yep in one of the lines and it's just kind of neat because they all look really familiar and they're very friendly um, and they're all excited and and Santa's there he comes back and he's like good job everybody and that's when uh, we see you know the, the baby kind of crawl out of the stack.
0: Craw- crawling out yeah and the in the elves and you just see uh, Santa Claus who's played by Ed Asner who I think is the absolute perfect Santa Claus because he's a, he's a little gruff you know a little you know kind of plays it straight so i like him uh his yeah. you know his uh run at santa claus there but uh so they see him and they you know who's this baby where did he come from well he's wearing some uh diapers They uh, say a little buddy diapers on it so all the elves assume that that must be his name his name must be buddy so that's how that's how buddy the elf gets his name it's from the yeah. diapers there
1: yeah and then Bob Newhart's character decides, uh, because they decide to, to, he can stay. Um, mm-hmm. Stan is a sucker for babies, they say. He's got a soft spot for babies. So That's right, yeah. Bob Newhart's character, he, uh, he spent his whole life um, building toys and, and being a good elf. So he never got married and had kids, I guess. So he takes on Buddy as his.
0: That's right, and, yeah. He never uh, settled down.
1: That's right. And so he raises Buddy, um, and Buddy's a human, not an elf. So you watch him grow up, there's this really great montage of him on his Mm -hmm. birthday. And, um, you know, at this point, he just towers over everyone. you know, and he he goes to school, and he's this ginormous person in this really tiny little
0: desk. yeah, just stuffed into the desk. Yeah, you see him uh, <laughs> see him riding around on the tricycle, uh, Papa Elf's like on his back. You know, yeah, some yeah. some really great scenes through there. Yeah. But yeah, so we see him we see him at school and learning. You know, probably the most important uh, lesson for elves, and that is the code of the elves. Michaela, what's the code of the elves?
1: The first rule is treat every day like Christmas. Mm-hmm, yep. Yep, There's room for everyone on the nice list.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's
1: right. And then the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And that's my personal favorite, if I that's have to say.
0: Just, that's right, yeah. So so we get the Code of the Elves, we get three Three rules. Um, to kind of live by if you're an elf and uh, as we go through the movie you know Buddy's definitely going to to be living these three rules and you'll see him kind of rub off you know those rules onto the people that he that he meets throughout the film so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, we find out then um, Papa Elf is in charge of Santa's sleigh. Um, He's kind of you know tasked with maintaining it. Um, We see Santa's had to you know install some uh, engine power to aid the reindeer power. And, uh, you know, Bob Newhart, Papa Elf, he's the one that's, that's maintaining this thing.
1: Yep. And they, we go over uh, the Clausimeter. Papa Elf uh, explains to Buddy that uh, the sleigh used to be run on Christmas spirit, but now uh, very few people uh, really believe in Santa Claus anymore. And there's this Mm -hmm. horrible rumor going around that parents are um, putting presents under the tree instead of having Santa Claus do it and um and so they have to supplement the uh christmas spirit with this kringle 3000 turbo engine thing and yeah um, that's right uh and so buddy's learning that he's learning all about that but he also works uh, in santa's workshop actually making etch-a-sketches
0: yes yeah, so he's and, in he's in there making toys um making etch-a-sketches and unfortunately you know buddy's Buddy tries his hardest to be an elf. He just, you know, can't keep up with the other elves. So we see him, you know, he's falling a little bit behind on his Etch-A-Sketch production. And then uh, his elf manager has to come over, you know, and, you know, talk to him about it. And that's really great. It's one of those cameos. So it's Peter Billingsley, who is uh, Ralphie in Christmas Story, um, plays the elf manager. So, Um, so you see, you know, Buddy's, Buddy's good intention, but, you know, he's definitely starting to put the pieces together that, you know, maybe he's not, you know, maybe this isn't really... Really, what he's supposed to be doing? So.
1: Yeah, everybody seems to have gifts uh, that are different than his, and I, mm-hmm. I really love this scene um, because the, you know he doesn't make—he only makes eighty-five etch sketches, which I think would be pretty amazing for a human.
0: That'd be pretty um, good, yeah.
1: But for an elf, you know, he's nine hundred and fifteen off pace, so. <laughs> You know, but all the elves come together and they try and think of ways that he actually is adding value, um, right, and yeah. he has special talents. And I thought that that was really neat because, as we see later in the film, you know, he he has this really lovable heart, and you know, he he feels out of place, but everybody tries to make him feel like he he's one of them. Uh, and it's not until you know right after that scene where he kind of happens upon. Um, mm-hmm his manager Ming Ming played by Peter Billingsley talking to one of the other elves asking him hey can you pick up the pace uh can you pick up the slack that I have on these etch-a-sketches and he's like absolutely and they said you know if he hasn't figured out he's human by now I mean he just he just won't you know right he has this kind of crisis of conscience and he runs into his tiny bathroom (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's right yeah
1: (laughs) to go have a moment and Papa Elf finds him and uh has kind of a heart-to-heart with him about who he really is and who his parents were
0: mm-hmm. yeah one of the one of the things that i've always um kind of liked about that movie you talked a little bit earlier about how kind of the costume design and stuff was was based off of like the uh you know rudolph uh elves yeah there and that and that scene you know they're trying to be supportive of buddy you know tell him you know he has you know, he can change the batteries in the smoke detector. Um, He's the only baritone in the elf choir, you know, trying to, trying to make them feel good. And it's the complete opposite of the elves in Rudolph. Exactly. Uh, uh, So, you know, those, those elves, you know, aren't having it when, when Hermie wants to be a dentist. So it's like, it's like a mirror opposite, even though they're, you know, kind of the, kind of the same in the same family of elves. So,
1: right. Yeah. It's the same look and feel, but it's certainly not, not the same behavior.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, uh, Papa Elf, you know, tells Buddy, you know, well, you're you're adopted. You're not really an elf. Um, you're really a human. You're from New York City, and your parents uh, were Walter Hobbs and Susan Wells. Um, and Walter lives in the Empire State Building, and he doesn't doesn't even know you exist. You know, he tells him that he got to got to the North Pole. So,
1: yep. So his mom, Susan Wells, gave him up for adoption, and then she passed away. And Walter uh, Walter Hobbs lives. In the Empire, or sorry, works in the Empire State Building, mm-hmm. yep. and um, you know, Buddy's like, oh, I, I want to go meet him. I've got to go find him, and uh, he goes out into uh, kind of Christmas Town area yep. um, outside of the the workshop, and mm-hmm. he meets uh, claymation Leon, which was an ode to Sam uh, yep. from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and right. all the other animals and the kind of misfit toys. Mm-hmm. And uh, Leon, you know, he tries to tell him what it's gonna be like in New York. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of gets under Buddy's skin. He's, you know, very concerned. And, uh, and he goes and talks to Santa and Santa kind of sets him straight and says, you know, don't don't let Leon, uh, you know, Leon's never been anywhere. He doesn't have feet. That's, so he's that's gonna right. be able to tell you uh, what it's gonna be like in New York versus Santa's like, I've been in New York hundreds of times.
2: Yep, that's
0: right. And it gives them kind of a, you know, kind of a list of things to look out for in New York, you know, tells them to, you know, make sure that he go, you know, all the raised pizzas say they're the original, tells him to, you know, go to the right one, tells him that, you know, peep shows not for, not for seeing toys early. Um, not Buddy's, for seeing toys early. And Buddy's just, you know, he's just so excited. He's going to go and, and meet his dad. He's going to do all of these things. And that's when uh, Santa lays the big bombshell on on Buddy.
1: Yeah, yeah, he has to tell him that uh, his father is on the naughty list.
0: That's right. Yeah, and you get a you get a big, uh, big gasping no from Buddy as it cuts over to uh, Walter Hobbs, and we see exactly why he's on the naughty list. Um, you get you get him in the office, uh, you know, in a meeting with the nun. Uh, there and <laughs> the you know she she, love
2: the books.
0: she can't pay can't pay the bill and, and you know walter is not having it you know so he's gonna gonna take the books back and and that right. seems that's that would definitely get you on the naughty list i think if you're yeah, yeah. if you're going to taking,
1: taking books from children's and a, from a nun's uh like an orphanage yeah that,
2: yeah that's right <laughs> i
1: definitely think that would that would make it on the list but it also, uh, and I don't think it's in this this scene here, but the, in, in a little bit later, we also mm-hmm. see that he's very um, curmudgeony and miserly when it comes to money, right. too. So there's yep. an instance where he doesn't want to reprint a kid's book because it's missing two pages. It doesn't make any sense, but it's going to mm-hmm. cost money. And he's like, I don't care if it, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, um, right, yeah. i spending the money to make it right. And uh, so Buddy is... Really doesn't know what to do with this information, right? Um, right but he knows yeah. he's going go to go find his dad. So he, um, in this really cool set, he kind of jumps onto this little piece of ice, and it yep. breaks off. And he says goodbye to the little animals, and Mr. Narwhal okay, Mr. shows Narwhal.
0: up. That's right, Narwhal, bye buddy.
1: My favorite, bye buddy. I hope, hope you, you find, find your dad. dad. <laughs> and he uh, he sets heads down south, right?
0: Yeah, so we see him. We get um, you know, kind of buddy just traversing, you know, over mountains and, and through the woods. Uh, runs across a raccoon who, you know, he thinks is probably just like one of the uh, the friendly animals up at the North Pole. You know, he tries to give him give him a hug, uh, which is a recurring thing. He wants to give everyone a hug, but the raccoon doesn't want a hug. So <laughs> that's right, that's right. So, so gets gets scratched up, but he finally makes his way into the uh, Lincoln Tunnel, comes out on the other
1: side, and and there it is, New York City. That's right. And one of the first things he sees uh, is in one of these diners that exists, you know, on every block is yep. a sign that says the world's best cup of coffee. So what does he do, Brian?
0: Yeah, so he, he busts in the door and says, congratulations. And everyone looks at him like he's a crazy person. Um, it, you know, congratulations, you did it. The world's best cup of coffee. And Well uh, done.
2: That's,
0: that's right. So, and it, that kind of, that shows us, you know, how innocent and detached, you know, Buddy is from from kind of the real world you know with us so we see him you know kind of going through New York City he's taking flyers from the people handing them out he's you know doing loops in the in the uh, revolving doorway there eating the gum off of the uh, subway stop so ugh,
1: yeah ugh. he thinks that they've left it for him
0: <laughs> yeah wow. I think I think my, fa- my favorite of that is he's running around in the uh, revolving door and you see him he just you know he gets dizzy, uh, gets himself sick and he goes over to the trash can and then he just goes right back to doing it. He doesn't have yeah. any sort of, sort of concept for, you know, how you should be feeling and things. So. Right. Uh, yeah. but he's walking, walking through New York and then, uh, finally he, uh, gets there. He sees the Empire State Building, holds up the snow globe. Yep. That's the same building. That's the one his dad works at. So he just, you know, waltzes right in and he's heading up to see, uh, Walter Hobbs, his dad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he has a, he has a moment. Um, it's pretty funny in the Empire State Building. Um, it's not true, there aren't actually like a hundred buttons to press, but uh, he goes in and um, he presses one that's like floor 52 and there's a gentleman in there who presses another button and he's like, oh, this is so exciting, they're so pretty. And he picks all of them then. He just lights them, the right, whole yeah. thing up. And so we, once he gets to floor 52, you know, the poor guy has 37 more floors or whatever to get right, to this yeah. place and he uh he says sorry sorry i won't be able to ride up with you but let me give you a hug and uh it just again speaks to his complete innocent and super loving sweet nature uh this guy's like fuming because he's probably going to be 20 minutes late now
0: exactly yeah so he he's pushing the lights he says they look like a christmas tree Well, bobby our buddy's probably never been you know on an elevator wouldn't be any elevators at the north pole so Right, so that was right. that was a new experience for him. But yeah, I wanted to give him a hug, but the doors closed uh, too quick. Um, so he's you know walks into uh, the office there where his where his dad works and I get the receptionist there, um, who's pretty great. She's played by um, Amy Sedaris, uh, plays Deb there, the receptionist. You know th- she thinks you know he just looks totally adorable and his and his elf get up there. Um, and Amy Sedaris, um, it seems like she has a bit of a track record with Jon Favreau. She ends up in a lot of his stuff. Um, she's played a character here on The Mandalorian uh, most recently, and she also had parts in Chef that he did. Yep. Um, yep. She did a voice in The Lion King, I believe.
2: Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, she did. Um,
0: So they have a, a little bit of history. It seems like, you know, some of these, you know, sometimes directors, you know, hit in on an actor they like to, like to work with, you know, repeatedly. Yeah. So, so it seems like he pulls her in for parts. But, yeah, she's great. She plays Deb. I'm um, really excited about, about Buddy and, you know, in yeah, to she, tell, thinks he's uh, a,
1: she thinks he's a Christmas Graham, So she thinks that right, uh, yeah. he's there to sing uh, Walter Hobbs, Mr. Comediany old guy, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a song. And so, uh, and Buddy, you know, he, he thinks she is, you know, being really genuine. Cause she says, Oh, are you from the North pole? And he's like, yeah,
0: that's exactly where I'm from.
1: And, <laughs> and yeah, he's very, um, very excited. And so it's, it, it kind of goes a little sideways when they end up uh, finally introducing uh, Buddy to Walter because he's ready for him to just kind of sing his song and get it over with. And uh, it, it's one of my favorite scenes because, mm-hmm. you know, Buddy's character is like, "I think it's weird. You want me to sing? Oh, okay. I'll do anything you want." And he kind of makes anything
0: thing. for you, Dad.
1: Yeah, anything for you, Dad. And it's like this weird stalkerish song and he ends up with like I love you I love you I love you and you know right yeah uh, and
0: and my favorite part is Walter just looks at him and he's like that was weird
1: <laughs> yeah that, that was weird okay um and then he mentions buddy says you know he's trying to explain he's like I really am your son and uh Susan Wolves was my mom and that's kind of when um Walter is taken aback a little he still throws him out but mm-hmm. he's like this this is this is strange um why how do you know that name
0: right yeah um, yeah
1: and yeah, so yeah. the the two guys like uh come in and grab him right they yeah security
0: him. has to security comes in to to get him out of there you know walter hobbs has had had enough of this uh crazy elf guy uh
1: yeah. coming
0: in singing him songs talking about you know people from his past so so right. yeah, so the security comes in, um, they take them out and they tell them, uh, why don't you get back to Gimbel's? Um, and luckily enough, Gimbel's is uh, just right across the street. So Buddy doesn't have far to uh, to look for it. So we see it and it's the big department store there.
1: That's right. And uh, from uh, again, from a set direction perspective, it's it, it's good to know uh, Gimbel's is actually the Macy's that's on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. Um, so they used, um, I don't know how they made it look like gimbal's and have the gimbal sign um, right, but yeah, yeah. It, it's actually really cool Because if you ever go see it You will see um, that it's the Macy's shop And uh, so Buddy He says oh Gimbal So he goes in um, And I forgot this uh, Yeah he has,
0: he has a run in with a cab um, On the
1: way across yeah, the street <laughs> It is so epically good I mean it, it That cab it, it it's That timing of that is amazing
0: Yeah it's great yeah
1: and huh. uh, he goes in, um, and, you know, he has to go through, like, most uh, place, uh, malls. Yeah,
0: big like, department like, store, sure.
1: Department stores. The first thing that they have is the makeup counter with the cologne people that are spraying at you. Mm-hmm. And um, But they call it fruit spray, which, right. you know, makes uh, intrigues Buddy because he loves fruit.
0: <laughs> yep, that's, that's, that's right. So, uh, so he takes the spray, uh, uh, like, uh, Banaka, if you're uh, familiar with that, from... Uh, back in the day um, into his mouth and you know it's uh, terrible that's no good so so that's over one but he's uh, not doing very good at <laughs> a start at start at gimbals um,
2: yeah.
0: we'll see him you know he has he has some fun he's he's never been in a store you know this big that has things yeah. in his own size so you see him go into the bathroom and you know he's telling the uh, person in the stall next to him that the toilets are ginormous you know he's used to the elf size toilets
1: yeah, then, yeah. Which I'm sure I'm sure that uh also raised <laughs> raised I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody came to me and said my to- the toilets are ginormous, I'd be like, wow, okay.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> and and then probably my favorite part of the kind of gimbal's when he's learning about it is when he gets to the escalator and he, he has no idea what it is or he's very, very afraid of it, afraid to get on. Um he's trying to let people go by and eventually, you know, a group of them are behind him and you say, you know, just go. And it, it reminds me a lot of my mom because she. Is also very uh, skittish when it comes to getting on, on escalators. Now, she doesn't yeah. do the full on splits like Buddy does uh, going up the escalator, but that big part makes me chuckle every time I'm seeing him.
1: Yeah, his whole like, and he's wearing these yellow tights that just kind of go on for miles, right? <laughs> right, yeah. As he's holding on for dear life. And uh, uh, yeah, that's that's a great scene.
0: Yeah, he's just looking around. But yeah, so eventually he makes his way upstairs and he gets to the, uh, to the toy department, you know, that's all decorated for for Christmas and it, it's finally, it's like he's back at the North Pole almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, first I think he goes to the lingerie section. Um, he find, he oh finds yeah, that's right, that's right. And he sees, you know, a bunch of really sexy women uh, Red and, and white lingerie. That's and it, right. Yeah, there's it a big sign that says for someone special, and he he's very confused because Buddy's quite innocent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how elves get made up in the North Pole, but he seems very innocent in all the ways of the the world there. Um, and that's when um, the Gimbal's manager of like the toy shop area, the toy area, mm-hmm. is played by Faison Love. He is hilarious. He, oh yeah, he's He's great. Buddy runs up to him and is like what are you doing get back to work and you know because he looks like an elf so Mm -hmm. they take him back to the toy shop where you know it's it's cute it's got a lot of toys um there's a big tree that's being decorated um and but they get into a fight because uh the manager says oh this is the north pole and he's like no it's not yes it is no it's not no it's not Mm -hmm. north pole has snow you know and um but that, it's, it's, re- I just love that character, the management, the manager guy. He's awesome. And, uh, and he sees, that's when he sees, um, Jovi, right? Cause that's right. Yeah. She's up on, as an elf, dressed as um, an elf.
0: She's up on the ladder, uh, putting the uh, star on top of the tree, I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and he's just standing there, uh, staring at her, and she looks down and she calls him out on it. And, but his response, you know, is the most, uh, Christmassy of all. He says, you're very good at that. Yeah, you know, very good yeah. at trimming the tr- that tree. So
2: yeah.
0: uh, that's how we're how we're introduced to uh, Jovi. and you can see she definitely does not have the same amount of Christmas spirit. This is this is just a job for for her trying to get through the holidays. So
1: yeah, yeah, and she's a little grumpy. Um, and he mentions to her um, how uh, she you know she should she should sing because she the best way to pr- spread Christmas cheer is sing loud for all to hear. And she's like, well. I don't sing. I certainly don't sing for other people. I sing, for, you know, I sing, but I don't sing for other people. And I'm That's not right, singing yeah. She's really, you know, kind of like you're, you're kind of stalker-ish. You can tell she's kind of creeped out by him, but she's also a little intrigued because he's just so nice, you know? Right, yeah. And, yeah, so, uh,
0: and I like that. So, uh, so buddies, uh, you know, it's it's no big deal to sing. It's just like talking. Except for it's louder, and you move your voice up and down. So he just starts, you know, just like he did in uh, Walter's office, just starts singing a, a random song just off the top of his head. And that's uh, when uh, on Love comes back and you know tells him to stop singing. There's no singing at the North Pole. Yes, um, there is. But you know, yes, there is. Um, and that's when the announcement is uh, is made that uh, you know everyone be ready because Santa's coming tomorrow uh, to take pictures with the kids.
1: And I don't know how many times they did this, uh, but I laugh out loud every time I see this scene because uh, Buddy just completely screeches. He's so excited. He's like, Santa! He's so excited that Santa's coming tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And so Mm -hmm. um, he's gets really into it he's like we got a lot of work to do and they're closing right so jovi's character's like i'll see you tomorrow dude i'm not staying (laughs) right yeah and um and so he spends the rest of the night uh making that toy shop look as close to um the north pole as he can and he is not an elf but uh i think what we see is he um what he is, is a very, very uh, talented human (laughs) at doing uh, things that I have, you know, tried my whole life to do and failed miserably at. So (laughs) he's making uh, snow uh, flakes uh, Mm -hmm. and he's, uh, yeah. Using toys from the 80s that I love. Um, yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, he's making the the Lego set there of um, the Empire State Building. He's got the Mona Lisa drawn on the etch a sketch. He's got oh, right, for uh, sure. Got the uh, got the light brights uh, strung up there, saying uh, Merry Christmas, I think across the yeah, uh, yeah, yep. across the which store, which is there. my
1: favorite. I love the light brights. I think that was a really cool touch.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. So, um, see, so you, you see him, you know, getting getting the store ready. Um, so while Buddy's, you know. You know, diving back into his uh, elf culture. Um, we're going to flash over to the uh, the Hobbs house and we see uh, Walter um, and his wife Emily, who's played by Mary Steenbergen, uh, is really good, and their son, uh, Michael, you know, sitting down at the dinner table.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah, and Walter, you know, his his family, they they've got a little bit of festivity around them. You can see that there's a couple of things in the house, but it's not a very festive house. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, Walter leaves the dinner table early. He's got a bunch of stuff to do. He's behind on a bunch of reports. And That's so right. he kind of leaves Emily and, and Michael to eat. And, you know, Michael wants to go eat in his room too. And, and mom's like, no, you're going to stay here. And uh, But really what Walter is doing is he needs uh, some time to kind of think. And he, uh, he opens a yearbook where you see a picture of him from years before with Mm. a woman we can we can assume is Susan Wells um and so he's it's starting to to kind of enter into his mind that maybe Buddy's not uh some crazy person and maybe he really did um father a child that he didn't know about Um, right
2: yeah
1: and uh it's a really it's a it's a good turning point right um, as you start humanizing Walter because before then you really think he's just uh, an Ebenezer Scrooge kind of character.
0: Right yeah you just get the just get the scenes of him at the office right so you're just kind of kind of one-sided but then you're like well maybe, yeah. you know you know maybe maybe there's some uh, room for growth for for Walter here so
2: yeah
0: um, so he's looking at that picture but you know Buddy's, Buddy's still uh, still working hard on Christmas there at the department store um, but off in the distance, he uh, hears some uh, Christmas songs uh, being sung. So he needs to go do a little bit of investigating. Um, in the uh, in the women's locker room is where the the singing's coming from.
1: Yeah, and uh, he stands outside, kind of in the the not the shower area, but outside where the actual lockers are, and he can hear um, someone singing. It's cold outside, and it's uh, it's Jovie, mm-hmm. and yep. you know she's just doing the, you know, her, the the female part, I guess is the better term. And he right. starts kind of whispering along um, because he knows the words and she's got her actually, Zoe Deschanel has a really good voice. Um, sure, yeah. So it, it sounds great. And, uh, but when they get to the crescendo of, you know, baby, it's cold outside, Buddy like loses it. And he, you know, lets it all go and it freaks her out because she had no idea anybody else was there. And uh, she screeches and she tells Walter to not. Or sorry, she tells Buddy, "Don't look at me." And he covers up his eyes like a little kid and he runs out and runs, you know, face first into the pile of uh, lockers. There,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: it's pretty great.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you can just you can tell just in this in the scene. There's nothing you know vindictive about what Buddy's doing. He just hears the Christmas song, um, and it kind of lures him in there. Um, and we'll hear him, you know, even tell Jovi later she asked him why I was in the in the locker room and he's like, "Because I heard the Christmas song pets and that's, you know, that's the truth because, you know, Buddy really, you know, is, is very innocent in all this.
1: Yeah, yeah, she, she says, oh, it has nothing to do with the fact that I was naked and he says, I didn't know you were naked, mm-hmm. you know, but he does say later, he says, you've got the most beautiful singing voice I've ever heard and uh, that softens her a little bit because I think she, she's more intrigued when she calls him out later, um, after she's gotten dressed and they're, you know, they're at work. Mm-hmm. Um, she's more like, "Well, I want to talk to you. What, what, what was that about?" Um, right. Yeah. Which is better than I would have been, that's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure.
0: She's very understanding. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, she is. Um, but uh, you know, Buddy ends up before they meet again at work. He goes uh, and catches some from Forty Winks in the uh, the window shop, right? That's right. Yeah, um, he's in the, the window.
0: in the display window. And uh yep. and Walter walks by him and sees him. Buddy wakes up and he's like, Dad. And you know, Walter just kind of, you know, you know, gives him a look and decides to keep on moving. But Buddy needs to needs to go and, you know, check in with his dad again. So he goes back to the Empire State Building. Um, this time he's carrying his gift, his gift for someone special.
2: <laughs> yes, really um,
0: but this time he's not going to—he's not going to make it all the way up to up to the office. So he gets uh, escorted right back out.
1: Yep. Um, uh, but he leaves his gift and leaves um, his gift. Walter uh, gets it and he is really puzzled by it because it's for someone special, but it is not—it is not for him.
2: That's, that's right. <laughs> it's a couple
1: he's, of sizes too small, really. I he's think. a. Uh,
0: and that's and that's a that's pretty funny scene. He's holding it up, and Deb, his uh, receptionist, there comes in and sees him holding it it up, and he just tells her to uh, call on in the intercom. So.
1: Intercom, intercom, Dad. That's
0: right.
1: Yeah. But uh, so, the, you know, Buddy wakes up, or Buddy, you know, he, he's woken up by his dad, and then he goes and has the conversation with Jovi. Um, and, uh, you know, she, she remarks on how festive the place looks, because it looks completely different than it did the day before. And Buddy mm-hmm. mentions that it was him, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you know, management's kind of pissed about this, right?" Right. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Gimbal's manager um, comes and he says, "Oh man, you know, this this looks great. It's a little too good. You know, too we good. all got to stick together. You know, <laughs> someone's right. corporate's here, and you know, phone me on the radio if you see anything fishy. And the the code word is
2: uh,
0: Santa's got a brand new bag." That's right yeah and, so he thinks someone's uh, you know someone's gunning for his job so he's like oh we gotta gotta stick together so
1: yeah yeah um and it's it's really funny because then then uh it's time for santa to show up and all the kids That's are right, there yeah. um and of course buddy just kind of like jumps and lunges in front of all the kids and he's jumping up and down he's like santa 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 Santa. Yep. and uh you know um for anybody you know that that has seen the Macy's uh, Santa, they 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 usually look pretty good, but this one does not look like a a, a even a good fake Santa, right? His,
0: no, this this does not look like a very good Santa. So the Santa <laughs> is played by played by Artie Lang, who is uh, uh, most famous, I think, for uh, being one of the hosts on the uh, Howard Stern show. Uh, right. So he so he's there, and and Buddy immediately knows that you know well, he's definitely not Ed Asner's Santa, so. Yeah, so, yeah. so he calls him out on it and he's like, you're not Santa. Um, and so he asks him, you know, but he has to think of a question only Santa would know the answer to. So he asks him, you know, what song did I sing to you on your birthday? Uh, and you know, this, this fake Santa was able to come up with the right answer of happy birthday. So,
2: yeah.
0: uh, so he yeah. got, got one off there, but, but he's still not convinced. So uh, yeah, he's going to, going to sneak into line behind the, behind the kids and uh, call him out on it. So
1: yeah. And ends up getting pretty heated, right? Because he, you know, he the Santa's like, "Dude, just go away." And he's like, "You, it's my favorite. I think it's my favorite line. You sit on a throne of lies. Sit
0: on a throne of lies. You smell like meat and cheese. Like beef and
1: cheese. You don't (laughs) smell like Santa. You (laughs) You don't smell like Santa." And uh, and then it, it, you know, it gets really heated, and then um, yeah, and that poor traumatized.
0: That poor traumatized kid sitting on Santa's lap has to I hear know. all of this.
1: <laughs> poor kid, he's like four. He'll never go sit on Santa's lap again. Yeah, you know? he's and, done. But um, Buddy grabs uh, fake Santa's uh, beard and pulls it right off, and then they get into a big fight. The mm-hmm. stuff goes flying. Etch sketches are everywhere. Flying, light light yeah. pieces are all over the place, and they uh, they throw Buddy in jail.
0: Yeah, so so Buddy ends up in up in jail. Um, and what do you do when you go to jail? You get one phone call.
1: And he calls his dad.
0: That's right. And some credit to uh, Walter Hobbs. He decides to show up uh, to get Buddy out of jail.
1: Well, he did just get a very nice gift from him.
0: Well, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, so, and I, I like that they're walking out of the police station, you know, and Buddy's saying goodbye to all the all the officers, you know, because he's just so friendly. That's the kind of guy yeah. he is. And, and he tells Walter, you know, I, they told me I had one phone call and I knew exactly who I was going to call, so. Uh, so he calls calls Walter and Walter decides that this is now the now the time we have to find out if if this guy is just a complete lunatic or if he actually is my son so uh, so they go to see his uh his doctor friend, who's played by John Favreau, so this is uh going to be John Favreau's uh part in the film that he directed
1: yeah yeah and it's a it's a great scene um they're you know sitting there, and buddy has all these questions, much like a child right why mm-hmm. you know why is there paper on the, on the chair? Um, what are these cotton balls? He's trying to eat everything. He's trying to touch all the tongue depressors. Yep. And um, Walter's character is just trying to, to keep him calm while they you know, do the finger right. yep. know, And um, you, when you look at the scene, uh, James Conn's back is mostly to the camera and that is not by uh, design. What ended up happening was they did a couple of takes and he just could not keep a straight face because Will Farrell kept changing um, what what he was saying, and it was really funny. Right, and sure. so what you see is if you look closely, he'll turn when he's <laughs> trying to ha- you know, when he's starting to laugh and break character himself so they could get a clean take. Um, but I, it's one of my favorite scenes because when he does prick the finger, he, again, lets out a really great screech. And I don't know what it is about Will Ferrell, but his screeches and his yells are very different. He doesn't do the same one every time.
0: <laughs> no, it's-
2: very...
1: You know, yeah. throughout this movie, it, he has these just really great uh, bursts of energy that are very uh, different and they have uh, a different profile every time. And it's hilarious. It's so funny.
0: Yeah, he, br- he uh, brings out a different yell every time, every time he does and always with the same enthusiasm. So, yeah, that's, you know, one of the one of the great kind of recurring uh, gags in the movie. So he gets a finger prick. He, he's excited to get, you know, his blood taken from his finger, finger prick. What's that? Um, then it happens, lets out the yell. Um, and then Buddy's going to have to go wait out in the, uh, in the lobby. Um, but he meets a friend out there, um, a little girl by the name of Carolyn. Um, yeah. And they're, they're talking, you know, she says that she likes his uh, elf costume um, to which Buddy says, well, it's not a costume. I'm an elf. Um, they get to talk and, you know, Carolyn tells him, you know what she wants for Christmas. He asks her, what she wants for Christmas, and she wants a Susie talks a lot and really sweet. You know, but he says I'll put in a word with the big guy, and, and, then, and
1: she doesn't. She doesn't question him at all. It's really nice, right? Like we that's see. Right. Uh, she, I think, the first person uh, other than the people in the North Pole who really right. take him seriously. Yep. Um, she and was it, doing it's, her it's, part
0: for the Clausometer.
1: That's right. She sure was. She sure was. And he, uh, he's like, I can feel my heartbeat <laughs> through my through his little. <laughs> Finger prick, poor baby, and um and, and it's a, it's just a sweet exchange. Um, and then the doctor comes into uh to the office to tell Walter that uh Buddy is indeed his son. It's a boy.
0: That's right. Congratulations, it's a boy.
1: And um, you know Walter is just he's like I don't know what to do, man. He thinks he's an elf. What are we gonna do with this guy? Because he's certifiable.
2: Mm-hmm. And yep.
1: the doctor tells Walter, you know what, you should take him home, try and bond with him, uh, nurture him to get him back to this kind of sane state. And that really kind of lays out the rest of the film, right? Because now Walter feels uh, a need to go ahead and, and try and bring him uh, and have him be part of his family. Um, right,
0: right, right. You want some to, uh, to kind of snap out of, of being an elf. Um and the doctor, you know, kind of tells him, you know, the best way to do that, you know, take him home, you know, introduce him to, to Emily, introduce him to Michael, um, you know, and he'll, you know, snap out of it, you know, just show him, you know, some love and support. Uh, yeah. So, so he does. So he takes Buddy home, and you see him out in the, in the hallway talking, talking to Emily. Tells him he has a son from, his uh, previous uh, high school, I guess, relationship. Um, and Emily, you know, unfazed, she thinks that's great. So.
1: Yeah, so uh, that, that's the Christmas miracle right there right is she is completely supportive doesn't blink an eye she's like this is amazing I mean it's a little complicated but it's nothing we can't handle um, that's,
0: that's right and to it to which uh, Walters uh, you know drops the bomb that well he thinks he's an elf and she's like what are you talking about He's and an then elf. they
1: open the door, they open, <laughs> so
0: they, they open the door to the apartment, and it's you know, it's like he's uh Gimbals 2.0 in there. He's got got more snowflakes there, the you know, all the decorations are done. Yeah, um, my favorite, he's got a little uh, rocking horse there, yeah. um, yep. built out of a uh, boat out of the uh TV console.
1: Yep, yep, he just can't help himself, right? And uh, so they have him for dinner, and uh, that's where you know, we've we first see Michael and um. Uh, Buddy, together Mm -hmm. um, having dinner. And Michael's kind of nonplussed, right? He's like, "Ah, uh, you're kind of weird. Right, yeah. You know, this isn't my thing. They're having spaghetti and uh, oh, it's it's great because Buddy's like, do you have syrup? And uh, they don't because they're eating spaghetti. But he, (laughs) you know, has this, he has this little bottle uh, hidden away in the sleeve of his uh, costume, right, or his uniform. And so he just pours it on there, and he eats it, and uh, it, he talks about the four food groups for elves. Do you mm-hmm. remember what they are, Brian? Yes.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. So, yes. You know, if he likes uh, sugar, and he says, is there sugar and syrup? Then yes. And then he says, you know, elves prescribe to the four main food groups, which are candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. <laughs> yeah
2: awesome.
0: Uh. Yeah, so so he pour, pours the syrup all over his spaghetti, uh, which is not the uh, last time we'll see Buddy eat something uh, gross in the apartment there. Um, but you know, it's it's time to go to go to bed, and you know, he asks uh, Walter to uh, tuck him in. Um, tries to pull him in for a tickle fight, and you know, Walter's not having any of that. So no, no. So not a not a bad first night with with the family, but you can see de- Buddy's definitely holding on to the holding on to the Christmas spirit there. So
1: yeah. And the next morning, you know, Buddy make, tries to make breakfast uh, for everyone. Breakfast is more uh, syrup spaghetti.
2: Um,
1: mm-hmm. yep. And then, you know, he gives a bag of this syrup beef spaghetti to Emily for lunch. For lunch, um, yeah. Just so in like a Ziploc bag, it. yeah. And uh, and she, you know, she's eating it up. She just loves it. She thinks she kind of buys into the whole thing. She doesn't really uh, downplay it or make him feel weird. But um, you know, when Buddy uh, goes and talks to Walter, Walter won't eat the breakfast. He's got a cup of coffee. He's cool. He doesn't want to entertain any of this. And Buddy mm. has a list of activities uh, that he has, you know, etched out on his Etch-A-Sketch. And uh, right, Buddy's yeah. trying to play it cool too because he's got all these things he wants to do. And Walter's mm. like, I got I to go to work. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. You don't want to eat food. Okay, that's fine, you know? Um, yeah, he wants Buddy's to. Just, uh,
0: he wants to have a make snow angels. He wants to go, uh, ice skating, yep. um, wants to eat a tub of uh, cookie dough as fast as you can. Um, but you know, Walter has to go to work, so he can't do any of that stuff. So, right. but he just kind of shakes it off. So.
1: And, uh, Walter, you know, he does go to the, uh, go to his office and, uh, and his boss, um, who's a publisher, right? So he works for a publishing company. We talked a little bit mm-hmm. about these yep. books. Um, his boss is named Fulton Greenway and he is like epically, uh, Ebenezer-ish right
0: oh sure he yeah
1: comes in and he says you know I found out about these two pages that you you know you screwed up on this book and we're gonna lose our hat this quarter so first quarter we need to actually publish and and print out a new book um and you have until Christmas Eve which I guess is in a couple of days you have yep. until Christmas Eve to come up with a, an idea to save you your job right and so he um you know, Walter's really feeling uh, a lot, the pressure there, right? Right, yeah. And, and so, you know, as people do, when you feel pressure in multiple places, it's it's, it's just a matter of time <laughs> yep. before you lose it.
0: Yeah, some, so. some, something's got to give there for sure. So yeah, so um, yeah, his boss tells him they're going to have this meeting on Christmas Eve and, and you kind of see Walter, you know, show a little bit of, uh, of hope for having his own Christmas spirit. And he's like, oh, you know, or we're having the meeting in two days. And he's like, oh, dude, that's Christmas Eve things so you see a little bit of chink in his
2: armor
0: yeah Fulton (laughs) Fulton does not care at all um so he brings so he brings in his uh his I guess his design team for for the books and they come up with the idea of Colin and Miles uh Finch who we'll see here coming up shortly
1: yeah yeah and which is that that's a great scene too um the the two um gentlemen who play kind of the 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 go-to guys for the the story ideas mm. when they when they talk about hey you know um i've got a great idea let's hire somebody <laughs> let's, let's hire out- somebody to do this, our job right to, yeah. right and he buys it i mean it's a great james conn doesn't miss a b right his timing is great in that scene um
0: that's, that's right he, lo- he loves fun. the idea so and uh and those two guys are great they're uh, played by andy richter um and kyle glass who's uh you know, one half of Tenacious D with Jack Black. That's
1: right. So. That's right. Oh my gosh. And oh, so funny. They're they're, they're hilarious. Um, so meanwhile, uh, you know, Buddy decides uh, to show up at Michael's school when it's time for him to be let out of school. Mm-hmm. And Michael at first, again, he's very, he doesn't really have time for, for Buddy, right? He's like, "You're I don't know this guy. And Buddy's like, you're my brother and I love you. And let's, let's walk you home. And he right, asks yeah. him a million questions and you know, Michael's just not into it, right? Uh, but then a bunch of bullies start a snowball fight with Michael. And Michael mm-hmm. and Buddy yep. kind of take shelter uh, behind this big rock as they're walking through Central Park. And, you know, Buddy's an elf. You know, or well, he's not an elf. He's been raised by elves. He, lives yep. in, he lived in the North Pole. He really knows what to do. He's like, I can, we can take him. So just start making as many snowballs as you can. And That's uh, right, yeah. Michael makes like one <laughs> kind of tiny, you know, yep. it's not very compressed. And Buddy's oh. got 65 in like, his yeah, arms like ready perfect little light. snowballs, yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, ready to lay out the snowball Uzi on these uh on these bullies. And uh, it's really funny because, of course, he puts them all to shame. And uh, Michael uh, and him kind of bond, and Michael starts to believe and say, You know, where are you from? Where did you say you were from? And, That's and it, yeah. You know, he takes them to Gimbels, right? And they have this. You know, they do all the things that I wish I could do when I was a kid, going to a department store. Right? Yep. that's <laughs> right. Yeah, jump they're on all the beds. And they're they're they... running around,
0: jumping, jumping bed to bed. They're in the in the elevator. Uh, you know, jumping up and down as the elevator's going up, which uh, which makes me feel very uncomfortable. It's my... <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't like that. But um, yeah. So they're jumping up and down, and they eventually get up to the toy shop there. Um, and Buddy sees Jovi across the way and Michael notices that, you know, Buddy's, uh, you know, taking her in, so.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and he, he eggs her on or eggs Buddy on to ask Jovi out, you know, and he's like, you should ask her to go eat food. And real food. Yes. Real food, not candy. That's right. Um, and he does and she says yes. So that's, that's a pretty cool scene. Um, and uh, he, he there's a moment where he kind of tries to tell him uh, he tries to tell her how he feels, um, which does not sound romantic at all because like his tongue swells up or, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> or something like that. But it you know she she's really kind of into it. She's she's letting him in, and that's that's kind of a it's kind of sweet.
0: Right. Um, yeah. But uh, but then, Michael uh, pulls him pulls him out of there before he can uh, make a fool of himself. You know, just yeah. You know,
1: any more than he did. Yeah. This
0: you know <laughs> save it for the save it for the date. So. So they leave. They get back to the apartment, and they have a, a tree cut down in the apartment there. And Walter gets home and sees it. Sees they uh, cut a tree down from Central Park. You know, says yeah. it's a felony. It's
1: a felony. <laughs> he thought felonies were bad, but you know, Emily yeah. once again super supportive. She's like, you know what? We'll just have them plant another one tomorrow. It's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Emily, Emily is great. She's she's all into into Christmas spirit too. But yeah, so Walter, you know, can't have can't have Buddy and Michael, you know, committing felonies out there and running around town and having big snowball fights. So, you know, Walter decides it's time uh, for uh, Buddy to go in and start having some responsibilities. So he takes him in to work with them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's so funny when they get off the elevator um, and they both go into the office, um, you know, Buddy looks just like Walter. He's dressed in that, you know, brown coat. Um, He looks almost just like him. But he sits, he's sitting on this little, like, pig... um, this pig chair in the corner,
2: uh-huh.
1: um, where Walter's trying to read stuff and Buddy's making tons of noise, and Walter just can't concentrate. So he gets this idea uh, to take him down to the mail room, and That's... he lies to him basically, right?
0: Yeah, he tells him, you know, it's it's you know it's shiny. It's just like Santa's workshop. Um, so they get down to the mail room, and Buddy says, "This isn't like Santa's uh, workshop. This place smells like mushrooms, and everyone looks like they want to hurt me."
1: That's right. And, uh, and he starts uh, figuring out how the mailroom works, um, which is actually kind of an interesting, uh, interesting, yeah. you know, view of of what it's like down in the, the bowels of the Empire State Building. Of this giant um, building. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but he meets this guy uh, and this, he sees uh, this, this guy who I, I think he's on work release, which means he had been in jail. Um, That's right. Yeah. You know, he's there and he's got a a cup of coffee and he's pouring um, some syrup, uh, stuff that looks like syrup into it. And of course, Buddy uh, says, oh, syrup, I love syrup, can I have some? And he finishes the bottle, uh, puts it in the cup and then chugs the whole thing. Uh, and then they, you know, they become drunk best friends.
0: <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. Cause, uh, so buddy has a cup of coffee up in uh, Walter's office. Um, you know, he makes a face about it and Walter tells him he doesn't have to drink it. So, um, when he sees, sees him, you know, his new coworker, uh, putting some syrup in the coffee he's like, Oh, that, that sounds good. Put syrup in coffee. Yeah. it so. is
1: much,
2: better,
1: Especially during a work day. I love some syrup in my coffee. You
0: know, Abs- absolutely. <laughs> so, so it ends up, you know, um, after, you know, finishing off this flask, they're, you know, they're laying down, having a heart-to-heart, talking about life, um, end up having a dance party up on the big uh, sorting table and things. Walter gets the call and is like, you know, some crazy stuff's going on down in the mailroom. Go get your son.
1: Right, right. Well, and at this point, Walter has been working with his team, right, to try and get Miles Finch, um, this, this, that really popular uh, author of children's books, right, to get him in for a day. Uh, so that they can brainstorm and put a storyboard together and put some, you know, put a pitch together for his boss. Yep. And um, while um, they're calling saying, hey, you know, your son is blowing up the mail room, and you know, every all the workers are you know screaming and yelling and dancing. Um, they're actually on a conference call with Miles Finch, who sounds like uh, kind of a dick. I mean, he's just you know, he's he's like, I need a S five hundred to pick me up. I'll give you five hours and not one more minute of my time. Right. Yeah. He's set at seventy one degrees. He's got this deep kind of. He's just very kind of an arrogant sounding voice. Um, yeah. He, and they yes. almost lose it. They almost lose. Uh, his, you know, he almost hangs up when this happens, so Walter starts to get, you know, even more kind of on edge about, you know, Buddy and and him, you know, potentially screwing up a deal for him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So so when we, he gets back up to the office there, and uh, Miles is there in the office, um, you know, that's gonna cause some trouble for, for uh, Buddy there, because he sees Miles Finch, who's played by Peter Dinklage, and uh, the first thing Buddy asks him is, does Santa know you're here?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, for anybody who has, if you've not seen this film, we've talked about spoilers, but um, uh, Peter Dinklage is a little person. And so mm-hmm. this person actually is about half the size um, of you know, Buddy who's like six, five. So it, it's natural for him. Of course, he doesn't mean it in a bad way when he's asking, um, have you been to the, you know, did you come down from the North pole? Did Santa? Le- right. You know, right. Reindeer. Um, but it sounds really like he's just making fun. Of yeah. This t-
0: yeah. Two miles, you know, he's, he's taken, you know, them as, as insults, right. Probably things he's heard his whole life that he's, you know, overcompensating for by being this, uh this diva of children's book uh, writing. Yeah. So. But yeah, so, it, you know, it, Calls him an elf, you know, and you know, uh, Miles Finch tells him to call me elf one more time, uh, and you know, so Buddy does, of course, because he told him to.
2: You're so an angry elf.
0: You're an angry elf. So we see Miles Finch, you know, jump up on the table, go over and uh, drop kick Buddy, um, you know, knocks him out. Miles Finch gets gets angry and storms out of the office, um, which of course causes Walter to get angry and to kick Buddy out of the office too. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, Walter really kind of loses it at that point. And he says, you know, I don't care if you're an elf. I don't care if you're my son, just get out. And uh, it's really, it's really tough because um, the reason why um, Buddy crashed that meeting in the first place was to tell his father that he'd fallen in love because he and Jovi had gone on their date. Mm -hmm. And they had had um, a really nice time. He took her to the world's best coffee shop. That's right, yeah, the world's best cup of coffee. She was not into that at all. She thought that that was awful. She said, I think she called it a crappy cup of coffee. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, one thing that they did bond over were Christmas trees. He kept showing her Christmas trees that were in display windows in stores. And then she finally took him to the biggest Christmas tree around, which is Rockefeller Center.
2: That's right. Yeah, uh,
1: they actually share a first kiss while they're ice skating. Um, And he is, you know, so excited. And of course, the first person he wants to tell is his dad, Walter. Uh, And after this whole thing goes terribly wrong um, with this Miles Finch character, um, Buddy feels awful. Walter is very angry. And so, you know, he, he goes back to the apartment and he writes a goodbye letter on an Etch-A-Sketch. Uh, yep. And says like, you know, I'm so sorry I've ruined your lives. And I also suck like 13 cookies in the VCR.
0: Right. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> which is really sad
0: Yeah, which, which is sad. But, um, but you know, so Buddy's now he's kind of at this crossroads, right? So he's left the North Pole. He's he's given up his uh, life as an elf to come down and, and meet his dad. And he's gotten here and, you know, Really, nothing's nothing's gone right um,
2: yeah.
0: for him here. He doesn't have a family. He doesn't really have anywhere to where to go. So, so he writes this this uh, you know goodbye note on the etch a sketch, and he goes out and he's just wandering, wandering the city. So yeah.
1: And, uh, and he's on I, I I don't think it's the Brooklyn Brooklyn bridge I'm not sure which bridge he's on but he's on a bridge when in New York when he sees uh, Santa's sleigh up in the sky and it's not doing well um, it mm-hmm. crashes in Central Park and he um, goes and he starts running to try and find Santa to, so that he can help um, uh, and, and that it, that's when it starts to get real real interesting
0: mm-hmm. yep um, yeah that's- that's right. So he gets into Central Park and he finds finds Santa Claus, and it's uh, finally kind of when you know Buddy gets a little bit of validation for um, for himself, for his Christmas spirit. And you know Santa tells him that you know he's having trouble with the the Kringle three thousand, um, but he's like, well, I can't you know I can't help you. I'm not an elf. And you know Santa tells him you're more of an elf than than anyone I've ever ever known, and that you know if anyone can help him, you know that you know needs it to be Buddy. So
1: yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true, and uh, it, it's really nice because he has a lot of. But spe- it goes back to the talents, right? Special talents that he only he has, and mm. uh, you know he's 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 all heart, and he lives those those elf values and lives by the elf rules, right? Uh, that's right. Better yep. than anybody does, and um, it is it is is a really good moment. Um, and meanwhile, Miles Finch, uh, who's left right after the big fight with Buddy, he's left in a big huff. Um, But he also left his notebook uh, full Mm -hmm, of all these genius children ideas, right? And so the team gets to work um, trying to make this deadline because it is Christmas Eve now and they're waiting for uh, Mr. Greenway to come so that they can deliver this pitch. And um, it's pretty funny. One of my favorite scenes is during the meeting, um, they're they're trying, you know, as you said, Kyle Gass and Andy Richter, they play these two kind of numbskull, you know, people trying to pitch things and they they talk about these really awful ideas like, you know, there's a there's a tomato on a farm and right, yeah. it, it, you know, there's there's a problem with rabbits. That's <laughs> or, right. or there's like this lonesome tribe of asparagus children, and the, their biggest That's... problem is they're very self conscious about how their pea smells. It is hilarious. Right, um, yeah. Great. that that part just cracks me up and uh you know michael uh crashes this meeting with
2: mm-hmm.
1: mr mr greenway right so they're, they're yep. finally ready to they've been working on this deal and uh michael has gone home he's read the note that buddy has left on the etch-a-sketch and he right, crashes yeah. this meeting and he's like dad i really i'm worried about buddy i really need your help um and of course, Walter at first says, "Nope, uh, I got uh, to finish this."
0: You know, have this important meeting. But yeah, Michael's Michael's concerned. He gets sees the note, and he doesn't know where where Buddy's gone. He knows, you know, Buddy doesn't know anyone in in New York. So, so I think he you know tells him he's he's scared for for Buddy. Um, you know, and then uh, Mr. Greenway says something not too nice to Michael, and uh, finally see uh, Walter Hobbs kind of stand up to him a little bit. You know, don't talk to my son that way. Um, they decide, you know. That, you know that meeting's not worth it you know you can find a different job it's it's not worth you know giving up your family and uh christmas eve
1: yeah yeah it's pretty cool it's a pretty cool moment um and you know uh, the character um gosh the guy the guy who plays um mr greenway is mm-hmm. uh,
0: uh, michael lerner
1: michael lerner yeah he is so Great, because he's like, you'll never work in this town again, you know. And right, yeah. And, and James Caw is, you know, his character is just like, whatever, man. It's I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this whole thing. And so yep. they, uh, they start running um, to try and go find Buddy, and mm-hmm. they do end up finding him in Central Park with uh, Santa, and it's a That's really hard, right. hard, sweet, you know, moment because. Um, Buddy is finally like, I can show you Santa. This is great. You need, I want to introduce you. But, um, you know, Walter wants to apologize. And he does tell Buddy that he is glad he's his father and he that he does love him. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's really cool. And then he's in for a trip when uh, it turns out that, you know, Buddy is not uh, insane. And he's very well chemically balanced. He's just, um, you know, uh, full of a lot of love because just, Santa is real and he's right there and uh that's it's right pretty, it's a pretty cool moment
0: yeah and uh so buddy's there working on the on the sleigh and michael's you know talking to santa claus you know and santa asks him what he wanted for christmas and michael says i wanted a skateboard and so santa pulls out his uh his book of the uh of the nice list and turns to his name and he says not just any skateboard a real huff board i believe is the yeah. Is the kind of uh, skateboard he wanted? Um, yeah. Twitch, you see the uh, Clausometer tick up a little bit there because Michael's now like, hold on, you're not yeah. just a, you're not just a guy, you know, pretending to be Santa <laughs> with a
1: crazy uh, sleigh in you, the middle of Central Park, you, you it's you like know, ten below, yeah. <laughs> you know this stuff,
0: so so we see uh, so we see Michael kind of you know snag the book and and head out to the uh, kind of perimeter that's been formed. We've got the uh, Central Park uh, Rangers. Uh, closing in on them, have uh, shut down the park, and we've got the news that's gathered outside. People are starting to starting to yeah. collect, figuring out. You know, you know the rumors are. You know, Santa's you know crashed in Central Park, but no one's seen him yet. Uh, you get a really uh, you get a really funny clip. The news catches uh, Buddy uh, walking through the park there, um, kind of like the uh, the Bigfoot uh,
1: right picture. Exactly. There, so and and uh, you know that's where Joe V sees. Buddy, because he's, she's having noodles on yep. Christmas Eve all alone in her apartment um, that has no water. Um, That's and right. so she's, uh, she sees that he's there. And so she grabs her coat and rushes out um, to go, to go find him. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, Emily also shows up, right? They all yep. kind of converge. Uh, Charlotte from New York One is covering the night sky. And, you um, you know, they all kind of mansplain when they're talking to her. Like she's talking to the main uh, newscaster at the actual studio and she's out in the field and she's trying to um, interview people and either people are trying to hit on her or uh, they're undermining her skills and she's just trying to get some answers and uh it's about that point i think when michael shows up mm-hmm. and he's got the book right yeah, and, and so and he... he's like it, it is santa claus santa claus is in central park and this is his book and and here's what everybody wants for christmas right
0: right yeah so he, got, he goes through a, a few pages and sort of sort of reads them off um we get uh, susie talks a lot
1: you know and that's you right we get Carolyn the girl, with the susie Carolyn,
0: um you know and she says thanks buddy it's you know pretty cute another couple kids there's a, a guy sitting in a bar wanted a one of spa day or something like that and all the uh, all the bikers <laughs> yeah, in this uh, biker rough looking bar uh, <laughs> kind of look sure. at him. you know that's right um so then he asks you know uh charlotte what you know what her name is and flips to her name um and he says uh, that she wanted for christmas for her uh boyfriend uh Tiffany engagement ring, and for her boyfriend to stop dragging his feet and commit already. And That's she just right. gives him kind of a dumbfounded look, and it was like, "How did you find that out?" And he's like, "It's here. It's real."
1: Yeah, um, and and you can see that the the meter right is getting a little bit higher and a little bit higher, but it's not. It's still not enough.
0: Still not enough. And yeah.
1: They've they're you know, Buddy's working really hard inside the park, um, you know, trying to get it to work, and uh, you can see that they said you know. That the Central Park Rangers have started, and there are these there's this great clip where there's these four horses. They look like the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. <laughs> they're yep, riding right. down, and you don't understand. Buddy's like, "Why are they so angry?" And it's revealed that Santa put them on the naughty list years ago, and they never forgave him. That's uh, right. So yeah. They're, Ever they're, since the uh, the Simon and Garfunkel
0: whatever. concert or something.
1: Yeah, uh, he nine, said He put them
0: right? on the uh, put him on the naughty list and they never forgave right. him. So they're closing in. Uh we need to get some Christmas spirit. Um and Jovi knows because uh she shares Buddy's affinity for uh, elf culture, what he tells yeah. her earlier, but the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. So even though Jovi, you know, can sing, she just doesn't like to sing um in front of people, she you know, climbs up on know onto a rock or whatever she's standing on and she starts singing uh Santa Claus has come into town um it takes you know a few measures of the song but people finally start to start to tune in with uh Emily kind of joining in first yeah. and then everyone else so
1: yeah and uh it, it's pretty funny I think because I, I think Mary Steenburgen actually can sing but she's oh she obviously... is the,
0: she's the best fake not good singer ever because <laughs> it it's sounds... real bad
1: really bad it sounds bad but you know everybody starts to join in and because they're on tv and it's being shared across the news right you see other people start to sing so carolyn uh with her susie talks a lot doll right she's she's listening in and she's singing and then the Mm -hmm. the people from gimbals are starting to sing along and everybody that's live there uh at central park is singing and so uh everybody's kind of joining in and at this point um you know, Michael's there, he's got he's been shown the book uh, and and reading it off, but Walter is there and Walter's kind of still, you know, half singing, he's not really singing. Um, but he finally kind of gives it his all, and that's the 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 last thing that the meter needed, right? Was yep, to change right. a heart, um, like Walter Hobbs. And so uh, even though they, 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 they crash a little bit and they completely lose the um, Kringle 3000, it, it, yeah, it gets
0: knocked off, yeah.
1: Um, but they don't need it anymore because it is just like old times. It's just like it used to be. And uh, Buddy's in, you know, he was, he was on the sleigh when it was flying, trying to get it fixed. And when they start to rise up again uh, and skyrocket uh, with the reindeer, he kind of looks back And the last thing he sees is Joby smiling at him and his whole family and all the people uh, singing. And uh, it's a really, really heartwarming moment Mm -hmm. because uh, they also show um, Charlotte with New York One sees it, right? All these people see Santa for uh, a short second. um, Right, yeah. And it becomes this legendary thing that happened one Christmas Eve in Central Park.
0: That's right. They don't. I, they kind of see Santa flying off, but they don't get a a super good look at him. So other than than Walter and Michael, you know, Emily and and Jovi. you know, no one can no one can be sure that it was. And I think that's how she signs off: she says the world may never know or something that's something right. of that effect. So that's right. Um. So so Christmas is saved. So the coat of the elves came through in the end. Um, sure did. Got uh got Santa fixed up. Got him got him flying back. Um around delivering presents and you know everyone's uh, can go on be happy Walter's you know softened up now from from a uh, letting buddy into his life and we go back to the Hobbs residence and you see Walter and Jovi you know sitting at the piano uh, singing "All Lang Syne. Uh, Jovi is there she's over her fear of singing in front of people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, Emily has given (laughs) Buddy the biggest pot of syrup I've ever seen. Yep. Yep. Um, Of course, Buddy is super excited and Michael has his huff, uh, huff. His uh, skateboard. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, they're all really happy and, um, you know, they kind of finish up really nicely where they say, you know, Walt, uh, Walter didn't leave Greenway publishing, mm-hmm. yep. right? He did get fired, but he started his own publishing company. And that first book uh, was Elf, which is the story that we've all just been watching. Um, and it's got a great, uh, you know, they say it's got a great new author um, that's that they signed. And they show Buddy kind of uh, reading the story mm-hmm. um, as only Buddy could, right, to a bunch of kids that's and, right yeah um, you know Papa Elf um, so Bob Bob Newhart's character was the one who was uh, narrating this whole thing and right ends yep. with them visiting Papa Elf right and so that's, you've got that's uh, right he says
0: it's not too bad they still get up to see him at the North Pole every once in a while and you see see Buddy there and you see uh, Jovi now she's in her uh, elf costume uh, yeah it's you know, super for,
1: cute and pink love it
0: for uh, for time up at the at the North Pole, and they have, uh, they have a baby, so Papa Elf is now Grandpapa Elf, Um, and the, and the the movie closes with, uh, you know, Papa Elf telling, you know, telling Buddy to, you know, come here, meaning, you know, his, his grandchild, but, you know, you know, Buddy takes that to mean him, and you just see, uh, you know, Buddy the Elf sitting on uh, Papa Elf's lap there one more time. One more time, that's right, and then, and uh, then, and then we see the uh, pages from the uh, from the children's book as as the movie ends.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, really good story. Um, I, you know, really good ones. So this this came out in two thousand three, and it's been kind of in our holiday rotation uh, pretty much since then. I didn't see it in the in the theater, but it's one of my wife's just favorite movies in general. She really likes Will Ferrell. Um, so this is one we'll end up watching. You know, two, three, four, ten times. Um at Christmas, it's you know <laughs> right. what we'll Actually, watch when what we'll watch when we're decorating the tree. It's what we'll watch when we, you know get together with the uh, family um, and things. So it's definitely one of our favorites. How about you?
1: Oh, um, well, I did see this in the theater, um, and I the first time I saw it, I don't think I had the right amount of appreciation for it. Um, I was just getting into Will Ferrell and I was pretty sure it was not going to be for me. and I, I thought it was all right. And i don't know why the next christmas i watched it again and i i, mm-hmm. I was kicking myself because i couldn't figure out what i hadn't liked about it the first time because right pretty brilliant um this is a great uh movie i think for kids um you know yep. it's pretty innocent so um and it, it but it's it's uh, Adult enough to for all adults sure, to yeah. enjoy, right? So it's it's really great. I uh, know that uh, it's one of my son's favorite. He really loves the Elf movie. Um, okay. And then uh, my husband's be- oldest friends, uh, Paul and uh, and Rebecca, their their kids, the Fergies. This is their Christmas Eve movie. So they okay. all sit around, have some hot cocoa and watch this film, which is pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know how popular this act- this, this film actually was uh, in other countries um, there in England. So I, I think that really speaks to
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, kind of the universa, the, the universitality, right? Of the feelings right, right. that you get um, when you watch this. Um, and it's New York City, which is always, uh, always very sentimental to me. I don't know why, um, but New York at Christmas time always seems, Right. Uh, yeah, it's a really great place. Although it's probably really cold. <laughs> I
0: say, I yeah. So something about yeah, uh, New York at Christmas time is just kind of really special. I like, think you have the have the parades, you have all the shop windows and and the decorations yeah. and stuff. Just kind of the fanfare of it. So for sure. For so,
2: sure. Yeah. So I
0: can see that. Well, what about um everyone that's uh, listening? Well, what do you think about Elf? Is it you know something you watch every year? Is it something um you don't watch or you've you know never watched or. Only watched a couple times. Let us know. We'd like to like to hear your thoughts about it. Um, and
1: uh, for coffee, uh, if if you uh, if you like the uh, if you like the coffee with syrup, uh, if you have a different recipe, um, if something else, yeah, please. Uh, you know, please share it with us because because uh, we we definitely want to hear it.
0: Yeah, we'd love to see if yeah if you have your own your own take on a, a coffee with syrup or Irish coffee, um, or if you made our recipe, we'd love to uh, love to know about it. So if you're following us on you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can uh, leave us a comment there, you know, tag us in your picture, we'd love to see it. So speaking of uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, you can follow us there um, at Drink the Movies on Twitter and Instagram, and then um, just search for uh, Drink the Movies on Facebook. Um, And those are linked on our website, which is www.drinkthemovies.com. And on there we have recipes, uh, show recaps, uh, news, um, more Drink the Movies fun. Um, And Michaela, why don't you tell people where they can listen to
1: our podcast? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere Anchor Podcasts are distributed. We'd appreciate it if you subscribed, if you like what you hear. And um, if you really like us, please give us a five-star review because it really helps us get the Drink the Movies out there. Um, I see some people have started doing that, so I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, definitely. We definitely appreciate that. All right. Well, I am finished with my Irish coffee, um, but it's definitely uh, not too late to have one more before bed. Um, So I think uh, think it's time we better go uh, mix one of those up.
1: I think that's a great idea, Brian.
0: All right. Well, let's go do that. And then we're going to talk to everyone next time on Drink
1: Drink the the Movies.